Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. how y'all doing? How are we doing today? Welcome to <clears throat> Stay Uncomfortable. Yes, that, sir. That is what we agreed on. It was not part of the last podcast, but my name is Johan. Oscar. And again, we are staying uncomfortable. Here's why we decided to name it that way. I feel like we have a lot of internal work to do. Yeah. A lot of growth. And <clears throat> it's uncomfortable. It's, it's not going to be comfortable. It's not. And the, and if we look for commodity, we're going to hinder our growth. We're not going to go to where we have to go. Yeah, because you only you grow in the uncomfortability. So. And, and it's crazy because Oscar, my wife, and I have been going to the gym for almost three weeks consistently now. Yeah. Something like that. I had not gone to the gym in years. And I can actually see my growth. I can. We can see it. Hey, we need a little clapping noise. Yeah, that's, we need a little... That's, watch that sound weird as hell on the whatever uh yeah and it's been uncomfortable it has not been comfortable not one moment not one second i have not been in the gym and said hmm this has been a comfortable day i love this uh, yeah but i do like it though i like the growth i don't like the process but i like the growth exactly i mean it's been uncomfortable for all you know because it's my first time really uh i guess you could say training or having people under my wig so even i even my wig under my wing so you know like i've just been trying to have the patience and tolerance and you know to be with you guys and help you guys grow and you guys help me grow be honest do we challenge your patience not at all i have a lot <laughs> yeah i just said that to try to be nice well but i have a lot having a lot of patience is can be a red flag and and we're going to talk about red flags today that's what we all love you know uh, and uh, it's funny oscar actually decided to hey bro what if we talk about this and i like this reasoning behind it can you talk a little bit more about that so the reason why i chose to speak about red flags today um is because i felt like I, we should be i don't want you guys to think that we're up here with microphones thinking that we're like these two perfect guys that have this formula to being perfect men and being just good husbands and etc we wanted you guys to see the other side of us that you know only people in our lives that are there personally you know know and we all have red flags, you know what I mean? So we just want to be fully transparent with you guys and to, you know, so you guys can see what we go through in our everyday lives and the things that we don't like about ourselves and the things that maybe has stopped us from, you know, being truly happy within our, you know, either either relationships with our partners or even, you know, family members or whatever. But Right. And uh, like you said, uh, we're going to be talking about our red flags our today, red flags. our red flags, and we're disclosing this. For the sole purpose of transparency, because like you said, we're not we're not these mega men on yeah, these mics. We're not perfect. <clears throat> I coined that term, all right? Mega men. We don't like those. We are we're imperfect. We try to be humble. Sometimes we can't be for whatever reason. We're not Mike Bros, is what I'm trying to say. A, lo- a lot of the the men that do podcasts that try to help other men do it with good intentions but end up assigning the blame to everyone else but themselves especially the women yeah and i hate it when i see these podcasts uh you know just blaming women for their problems blaming women for any of their environmental situations and i get it sometimes honestly women can be a problem i'm not gonna be a handful yeah y'all can be a handful handful. my wife is listening to this i love you baby uh it's true, but guess what? We can be even bigger handfuls. Yeah. So the point of this I is, like my hands full, but <clears throat> that's I'm, for another topic. I'm not going to edit that. <laughs> that's going to stay in there. Y'all heard him, all right? <laughs> um, But yeah, uh, the point of this is to take accountability, to be transparent. 100%. And uh, because, again, I believe if you have 10 problems, nine of them can be addressed if you look inward. So let's jump right into it, Oscar. You want to go Let's, first, or you should go first since you proposed a topic. Okay, we're gonna be enough. disclosing our red flags now. So I have mine on my little phone here. I have a little list, and my first red flag that I recognize and that I've been told is that I am a natural flirt. You're a natural flirt. Now, for those that don't know what that means, it means that I'm somebody who. I can have a conversation with a regular female and it can be very innocent and it could just be about whatever. And out of nowhere, I might just give a little compliment. I might just my body language starts to kind of shift in a direction where it's like you can kind of see that 
you know, there's there's a little bit. It's like a little, a little. You're cute. You know, I like you. Uh, right. Maybe not to date the extent, but it's like I want you to know that I see you as somebody who is attractive. Okay. And attractiveness doesn't always equal to wanting that person or liking them. It just means that you know it attracts you. Now, how would that translate to be a red flag when you are in a relationship? Well, many reasons. Number one, I don't think whoever I'm with would appreciate me complimenting or, you know, showing signs of signs of attraction towards another female. Okay. And number two, females are very emotional. Obviously, that's not a secret whether they like to hear it or not. Um, and I don't we don't want to I don't want to. Well, we and I don't want to give out wrong ideas. OK, I don't want to I don't want to show my a certain side of me to a woman and then her to be like, oh, this guy likes me. When I'm just might be being friendly and I'm just, again, a natural flirt. You know what's funny about that? Hilarious. Uh, I made a video on TikTok a couple of days ago. Probably dating this video. Go follow him at Coming In Hot. Uh, uh, you know, at I'm Coming In Hot on TikTok. But I made a video a few days ago stating why I personally do not have any woman friends that are not mutual friends between my wife and I. It was very clear. I gave the reasoning behind that. And one of those reasonings was, you know, I don't want to put my wife in an embarrassing situation. Let's say that there's no uh, extra intentions, that everything is innocent. People are still going to see that I am dedicating what should be reserved for my wife. And the, the whole point of that video was, listen, I don't believe in secrecy. Like, mm. I don't want to have any relationships even brother, even males, men outside of, you know, my marriage. I want all my friends to be my wife's friends and vice versa. Right. That's the way that we have it right now. I mentioned what you just said, that I don't want to give off the wrong intention. Yeah. And, bro, women are pressed. <laughs> they are coming, like, bro, they are coming from my neck. And it's funny to me because a great majority, I'm talking like over 12,000 women have commented on that video saying, I love this mentality. I wish more men thought that way. Exactly. But then it's always the single ones. It's always the, the woman friend. It's always the one that's, you know, that's been to a certain awkward situation. Oh, it's giving off insecurity. Do you think, because you said that, you mentioned you don't want to give off wrong ideas right. and you don't want your wife to feel a certain type of way. Exactly. A lot of women said that if my wife is okay with me not having any woman friends outside of our marriage, that means that she's insecure. Mm. What do you think about that? I don't think it has to do anything about insecurity. I think it has everything to do with respect. Exactly. I, I'm, I'm going to give my point later, but go ahead. Go off. And... Like, I just wanted to give a brief example also to add just more reference for those who are not getting it. Like, it's like, it's like for example, if I'm having a conversation with a female friend and, or whatever. Oh, oh and that was another thing. They really don't like when we refer to women as females. I'm very unapologetic, so whoever. Yeah, me either. Uh, honestly, here's the thing. Before, I'm sorry to cut you off. Female, woman, we, we stand on what we believe on. Yeah. You know? And that's pretty much it. I'll, I'm, I'm telling you, a grand majority of the women were okay with me saying that. Just like women call men males, and that's totally fine. Yeah. I just like using that term because I feel like it's a little more professional. You know why I say females? Honestly, it's just easier to incorporate into a sentence. Yeah. Like when I say female, I mean woman back and forth. So it doesn't really. And for anyone who feels offended by that, I'm going to be slightly apologetic. And apologize, but just know I do not or we do not mean it in a demeaning way. Exactly. We do not see you, which I'm going to talk about that a little bit later, too. We do not see you as sex objects, which is what I'm also being accused of. Exactly. But go ahead. And uh, just I, I also say female just because uh, it's a generalization. Like I've met a lot of grown girls. And at the same time, I've seen a lot of underage women. And with that being said, there's a lot of women out here who act like girls. Or basically, you're saying that their maturity their does not maturity. match their age. Exactly. Okay. So basically, when you say female, you're trying to Generalize. encompass yeah. both grown women and 
grown women who act like they're like if you have a vagina like, you're a female exactly like a natural born vagina yeah but let's not get into that because yeah, we're not gonna get into that yeah that's basically what i was just saying is like i can just having a regular conversation with a co-worker or just anybody and she's a female and she might say something like oh uh i don't feel pretty today and me very innocently me i might just say i don't know why you don't feel pretty like your people who are naturally pretty just look pretty all the time without makeup. You don't need makeup. Right. And it's just an innocent compliment. Mm-hmm. But it's already being addressed strictly like to her. So in that, if you connect the dots, it's kind of like, oh, so he's calling me pretty. Yeah. Boom. Natural flirt. Without it, That wasn't even my intention. I'm not trying to hit on you or anything. I'm just, you are pretty. And, and, and I can see how, for example, a wife could feel some type of way about that because... I am a I'm a firm believer that some things are to be reserved for marriage and for one woman. And uh, a lot of people don't like that idea, but I keep saying it. There are certain things that I have reserved for my wife. That's it. If if you are a beautiful person, my wife does not feel insecure that you're uh, not a beautiful person. Right. You know, but at the end of the day. I would rather be reserving those acknowledgments mm-hmm. for, her, for her, you know. So you're a natural flirt, red flag. D- Write it down. Yeah, just stay away from Oscar. Anyway, uh, facts, please do do me that favor. <laughs> my, <laughs> uh, my first red flag. I like to argue a lot before <laughs> I admit that I'm wrong. Man is the woman in his relationship. Bro, he no. Likes to argue. <laughs> nah, it's not even that. You know what it is? I have this tendency. If I am set in my ways, it takes a lot of shifting for me to move off of that. Mm. And it's a conditioning that I have that I acknowledge is wrong. Is that like a sense of pride? Absolutely. Mm. See, it all boils, in my opinion, it all boils down to pride. But, but yeah, it is a red flag. Many of the arguments that I've had with my wife, I know could have been avoided if I would have taken two seconds to step back, humble yourself. not try to, well, yeah, humble myself, but not try to get my point across, mm-hmm. but listen to the point that she's trying to make. You and, know what? I'm sorry to cut you off. It's funny that you mentioned that because I remember one time we were here. And, just, you know, being full transparent, we were here and you guys kind of got into a little back and forth. And she said something like it wasn't even a personal topic. It was just something about like something that you can literally look up and do research on. And she was like, you know what your problem is, is that since you do all this reading and all this research, you think that you have all the knowledge in the world and that you're right about everything. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> the kind of facts. No. And you know what? That's that, that's one thing I'm going to say. You, it's kind of like the saying goes like you, you're kind of smart. You're too smart for your own good. Exactly. And, and no, it's even what is it? Oh, it's it's a Bible verse. It says too much reading. Uh, what is it? Oh, my God. Reading without the spirit. Kill, uh, whatever. I'll, I'll get it to it later. Point is. She challenged me on that. And she was right because it's not about how much I know that honestly, many times that is irrelevant. It's not about how much I know it is how humble I can be. Doesn't like we've all met that know it all. We've all met that person. Yeah. Especially in, in their field. Yeah. Like when they know about something like, bro, sh- when, when somebody comes to me trying to talk to me about music Trying to talk to me because because oh for those of you who do not know I've been a musician for over fifteen Man, years. Like Fifty instruments. And and when somebody comes to me and tries to talk about music and they start just saying all this nonsense, crap. and I'm like, I I have the urge to just stop them in their tracks and try to educate them about everything, and then I can see how I can come off as a know-it-all because yeah. they're not trying to impress me; they're just trying to have a conversation. Yeah. And in the same moment. In the same way, my wife can tell me something like, hey, babe, listen, uh, you left a mess in the room. Many times I will tiptoe around that. Well, I was going to do something else. Well, I was going to get to it. Well, whatever the excuse might be. But her her point was not, why did I leave a mess in the room? 
Her point is, bro, you left a mess in the room. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes I get in my own head. I'm like, well, if you were just take a, take a step back and understand what I'm trying to tell you, mm-hmm. maybe you wouldn't be this heated. Maybe you wouldn't be this mad. And I might still stand by that. But at the, at the end of the day, I understand that there are many things. Uh, picking your battles is a big thing. Yeah. You need to know how to pick your battles, how to choose your battles. And there's not – every moment is not to be taken to fight, in my opinion. And then – but I don't abide by that rule myself. Yeah. I try to get my point in there. I try to, to, to let you know why you're wrong and why I'm right. <laughs> and that's a big issue. I know I know it is. My wife is shaking her head right now because she knows. But, but again, we're just trying to be honest and transparent here. But – we're not just talking about our red flags, by the way. We're talking we're talking about active solutions, because yeah. many of you guys might identify with some of these red flags. Yeah. But but we don't just want to state the problem. We want to be a means of an end to the solution. So. What I try to do when I'm not, you know, in the moment, heated, I try, to just be quiet, listen to everything that she's saying. Acknowledge that I do not know everything. Acknowledge that this does this is not going to matter forty minutes from now. So be intentional with listening. And be graceful because at the end of the day, even if it is a topic of discussion, let's say not even in a home aspect where you're just out talking to somebody about something that you know, just be gracious with that person because at one point you didn't know nothing. And true. somebody had to teach you. That is true. And I'm pretty sure they didn't teach you with a you know passive aggressiveness or know it all behavior absolutely not and uh, again the point of this all is to be humble yeah pride i always say pride pride is an excellent tool to destroy your marriage and me saying the word ego i remember i was reading this book very good book and the ego has said that uh the ego many times stops us from learning things so we stop ourselves like our own ego is basically like a wall that allows us to learn more on our own what we have now, basically. And you know what's crazy about ego? We love it. Yeah, we are because we love to think that we know everything. Exactly. We're so headstrong in that. And I can point situations as to why I can be like this. For example, uh, when I was a kid, I vividly remember many times being accused of things that I did not do. And. That formed this character in me where I, I will be damned before you tell me that I did something that I did not do. And before you give me any type of reasoning as to why I'm wrong and why you're not. Yeah. So, but even that is a form, is it, that's a, a negative development. It's not a way that we should be acting. If we're always on, on the defensive, yeah. that in itself is a red flag. Exactly. Again, we're like you're not perfect, bro. Like it's okay to not know stuff. It's okay to not, you know, do everything the correct way. Yeah, and you know what's really okay? It is okay to be wrong. <laughs> yeah. It is and that's something that I have to preach to myself and but men, listen listen to me. Listen to me. Don't do not think that you are losing your manhood in your marriage. Do not think that your woman is listen get all of that out of your mind the only people that that is relevant to is to other men you don't have to impress other men focus on your marriage right now do not worry about the dynamic it is okay to be wrong yeah not only is it okay to be wrong it is going to happen so avoid the long argument those 10 o'clock arguments when you have to work early the next day and you're and you're arguing with your wife at 11 o'clock uh, you know, we all we all had those. Avoid that. Just stop and think. Am I wrong? What can I do to fix the situation? And what can I do to prevent this from happening in the future? It'll literally make your day go by so much smoother. Because then, like, like you know that you, there's peace in your home. Exactly, and it breeds humility, and that's one of the biggest character traits a man should have, regardless exactly. if you're married or not. Like, you know, many times I've gone to work angry or upset because I have argued with with my wife and. I'm at home, like, going crazy. I mean, I'm, at, I'm sorry. I'm at work going crazy, like, damn. Like, I don't, like, I don't even want to go home, to be honest. Yeah. Because I just want to kind of avoid it again. I know that there's tension there. And, and then that's tension that you inadvertently fostered. Tension that could have been avoided if we would have been humble. Which then leads to that snowball effect that we don't like. And then 
passes on to the next day, then the next day, and so on, and then... And then one day, you forgot to put the toilet seat down, and it's a huge argument. And it's, it's not even about the toilet seat It's no not more. even... It's about the fact that you could not <laughs> listen to what she was trying to tell you. Yeah, Brothers, it's kind of simple seat. if you really think about it. Yeah. But yeah. we're hard-headed. And, and I, I want to tell you something. Quick parentheses before we move on to Oscars number Second two. Second red flag. Yeah. But um, being headstrong and being stubborn is a sign of a man who wants to be a good leader but does not have the right tools to do so. Right. They're always falling short. We all feel that. We've all felt that. We are always doing something wrong. We're always falling short. We're always messing up. And we want to be a good leader. We, we know that we have leadership in us, but it's not coming the right way. It's not coming out the right way. So... I guess my suggestion here is work on what you're messing up in and take care of yourself and be humble in all areas of your life. I agree. 100%. What's your next red flag, brother? My second red flag, out of all the many I have, (laughs) it is my mom is above everything. And... I need this, a I need a boo button right now. Boo. No, go ahead. She is above everything and it is very hard for me to kind of put her in second place when somebody comes into my life. And I know a lot a lot a lot of men resonate with this because if you for other guys that don't know me, people that don't know me, I am I guess you can say I mean I'm Afro-Latino, right? I'm yeah. we're, we're Afro-Latino. Many of us, unfortunately, grew up without fathers in our lives. So I've seen, you know, little story. Like, I've just seen a lot of my mom be with a few guys, go in and out, et cetera. And, like, she has been everything for me. Like, since, like, I I was raised by my grandfather, my grandmother to the age of, like, four or five. Then I moved with her in New York. But she's always been there. And now that I'm an adult and I see how hard being an adult really is, And how much work has to be done to even provide, like, food, pay bills, and do all the grown-up things? Like, this is a Mm -hmm. new level of appreciation. Like, I didn't see that. Like, when Christmas time came or whatever, you just know you got what you wanted. Yep. But you don't know the journey that it took or how much overtime or how much, you know, it took, sacrifice it took to get that gift that you now have. Mm -hmm. So, it's hard for me to put somebody else that comes into my life above my mom and it's a little hard and it's a it's a bit of a conundrum because obviously the bible says that you know in order it should be you know god obviously it doesn't mention that but also you because obviously you got to take care of yourself right and then it goes your wife kids and then your parents right and that's something that's always and i've been very hard-headed about it because i like i've talked to god and i'm like god i know this is wrong but i'm just so like my relationship with my mom is just so strong and based on what she has done that is hard for me to think that there's probably no other woman that will probably do that for me all right so i'm about to take you to therapy real quick i'm about to take you and all these men that are resonating with what you're saying to therapy uh i'm listening all right so first and foremost you acknowledge that it is not that your mother is going to come first first than anyone else but rather you have a hard time not doing it yeah okay so have you considered the fact that maybe the reason why your mother, which, by the way, shout out to Mama Odalis, I love you. Hey. She is, she, she, that's a real one. She, well, <laughs> eh, for you maybe, but <laughs> I got my mama uh, and my wife is a goat, by the way. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, so, uh, right. Have you considered the fact that since your mother has been there and has probably been the only woman that has never failed you ever to my knowledge because everybody feels right right but but there's there's something about mothers that they could do no wrong they can do no wrong yeah and even when you're older, you notice a few like, hmm, "Mom, come on now, what's going she on?" Got her own red flags. You know, <laughs> 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 but um, you know, to you, to, for your at least for your infant stage, your mm-hmm. developmental stage when she was raising you, 
you cannot pinpoint a moment where you're like, yeah, damn, mom failed me. She was always there. She was always consistent. Yeah. She fed you no matter what. She she worked the jobs that many people do not want to work. Yeah. And she basically got it done because, again, you grew up without your dad, basically. Yeah. And you saw many, or I'm not going to say many, but you saw different men going yeah. to, into your life. But your mom was the one consistent variable. So is it possible that you have grown an attachment to that to in a way that you do not see happening with another woman? Uh, I, I think so, yeah. Uh, but I also think it's just the level of just that, that unconditionalness that you know you can do no wrong. Yeah. It's your mom. Like, she, you know, she's uh, the door's gonna always going to be open. Yeah, and like I know that I've done like probably my fair share of things in life that I know she hasn't been proud of, but at the end of the day, like... And this is what I tell everybody. A lot of people usually come to me and they say, oh, I have this tough decision, but I don't know how I'm going to look at my mom in the face and do it. I'm like, bro, like, it'll hurt her in the moment, but it's your mom. Like, your mom never going to stop loving you. She's never going to stop being your mom. Exactly. And we can even put that to a practical example in marriage. For example, I can come home with a bunch of issues, with a bunch of baggage out of nowhere, and my wife says, you better fix that or this is not going to go well. This marriage is going to either continue if you fix it or it's going to end if you don't. You don't get that treatment with with your mom. Your mom still loves you. Yeah, she might, you know, say, hey, listen, you got to cut that out. Yeah. But she's never going to say, I'm going to stop being your mother if you don't cut that out. So there's a lot of uh, psychological variables that kind of make it easy, I would say, for men to lean on their mothers more than they lean on their wives. Yeah, I agree uh, 100%. And it, and it's not and it's not like it's never like because I understand that there's levels of love like you're never gonna love your wife the same way you love your your mom and you're never gonna love your mom the same way you like there's just there's different ways to love people right it's more like and it's gonna sound silly but it's more like like they, they, the the good old example they're drowning your wife is drowning your mom is drowning you gotta save one you can't save both who are you picking I'm picking mom Dukes I'm drowning myself <laughs> well I'm like if I had to pick one I'm picking mom Dukes. Now, you know what? That is an example. That's a crazy example. And, I, you know, I appreciate your honesty, by the way, because that's what we're trying to be here. Yeah. It is not a. It is not a good example, in my opinion, because. When we say that we are loving our wives. We, we're, we don't love our wives more than we love our mothers. No, I don't, I don't think so. We either. love our wives differently than yeah. we love our mothers but when it comes to a sense of prioritizing mm-hmm. in my opinion the wife should come first because right. what's gonna well, here's the way that i think i think about it in the longevity of things in the long term mm-hmm. my mom unfortunately this breaks my heart but unfortunately is not going to be here 50 years from now yeah hopefully she is god give her long life Amen. but most likely She's not going to be here 50 years from now. I, myself, am going to be almost 80 years old 50 years from now. Yeah, that's crazy. If I'm still alive, mm-hmm. I hope to God that my wife is still alive, too, 50 mm-hmm. years from now. There's a higher probability. So I think the woman who I am going to die alongside with, the one who's going to be there for me, the woman who's going to take care of me just like I'm taking care of her, is my wife mm-hmm. now. Right. So if I don't foster that relationship and give it the priority it deserves and I assign that priority to another woman, which is my wife in this scenario, then I am inadvertently ruining those years for myself in the future or I'm at least sabotaging what could be excellency. It what could be effortless love is the way that i'm trying to get here like oh you, you see those old couples that they're just effortless they've just yeah. been together forever and they, they just look like they still they're starting out exactly they got their routine down she goes hey papi what do you want to eat tonight oh make you, me, you, you know well, i'm just saying you know i hate that I, papi. <laughs> you know one time my wife called me papi we looked at each other and we went like no yeah at the same time i, I don't like that at least in that <laughs> setting even though well she can call me whatever she wants anyway Point is, that's what, she, that's, that's what she calls me. That's what she calls me. She calls me Baba. Um, point is, a lot of men struggle with this. Yeah. And you know what? 
a lot of black men struggle with this. Yeah. Because I'm that's f- why I had to add the fact that like, it, yeah. I want people to know that what they're at least picture what they're looking at. Right. And but don't you notice I, th- there's a very unfortunate pattern that I've noticed. When it comes to us, people of color, men of color. Yeah, that's a better. We are losing out when it comes to proper relationship dynamics in marriage. We see other people seemingly getting along. Other people getting it done properly, you know, whatever. And um, it works for them. But for us... We struggle letting go of certain things. For example, let's let's add a little a curveball to your to your example. Mm-hmm. I tell men all the time, you should be prioritizing your wife, not your video games. Mm-hmm. And even that causes strife because they cannot see themselves giving a, another woman the priority that she deserves. They cannot see themselves letting go of their own opinions. Letting go of, oh, I say this. So I, it doesn't matter who comes into my life. They better adapt to my standards. Yeah. And that's wrong. Because we should be adapting to the standards that should be held before we well, get married. That comes with the comfortability. Because like that example that you gave about the whole video games and prioritizing. I don't think I don't think men prioritize video games over their wives. I just think that. Oh, they definitely do. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, oh, but she's my wife. She's not going nowhere type of mentality. Okay, but that right there. Is prioritizing your video game oh, yeah. over your wife because guess what? Your video game is not going anywhere either. It's not. In fact, your wife is, your video game is not. There, brothers, I, I'm trying to wake you up right now. If you are one of the grand population of men who believe that it is okay to waste away in front of a screen, which that's going to be one of my other red flags, but I'm not going to give it away yet. To waste away in front of a screen hours on end disregarding your your wife and your kids if you've been doing this for a long time your wife has already emotionally left you and you don't even know it probably she but might just be around maybe because you got kids or whatever exactly and since she's still there you're like oh she's still here unless you're lucky enough to have a gamer girl and you guys just both spend. And, and, and i've always always i've always been very clear about that if you guys bond yeah. on a video game, then my comments are not relevant to it's you. It's still not healthy, but uh, yeah, it's, it's but more. It's more. Exactly. You know what? And I'm not even going to say it's not healthy for me. It's not, but I'm not, I'm not going to be the person to tell you that what you do in your marriage is not healthy. No. What I'm saying is if you two have quality time and that's your love language, you're playing together and your kids are involved and it's a good family time, do not. Don't change that. Do what you want to do. Yeah. Until it becomes a little no bit problem. T- exactly. However, if you are one of the majority of men that games for hour on end, baby, just one more game, one more game, one. You know, there's a reason why you hear the beep. Your girl gets PTSD. It's not because she doesn't want you to game. The beep from the PS. Exactly. It's not because she doesn't want you to game. It's because you do it too much. Yeah. And then what I'm trying to get to is she is emotionally gone. And I'll be seeing the reels and, and like and the and the dudes in the with the with the headset, they be like, Oh, well, everything good? My girl just bugging, bro. She's not trying to let me get on. Feel me? You know how it is. Nah, bro. Squad comes first. Yeah, and that's a problem. Crazy. Because guess what? Putting your, your friends before your girl, that is that's a black flag. You die in Call of Duty, you're gonna respond, but your marriage dies, there's no responding back. Oh. Gonna put that in the book. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. We give we we give so many other things priority. So many other things priority, except for what deserves priority. But that's a whole different subject. Uh, it's your turn, buddy. I believe it is my turn for your second red flag, Rojo. All right, we not banging blood here, but we got red flags for days. Yeah, my next red flag, which. I spend way too much time on my phone. <laughs> way too much time. You see, I'm, I'm about be- to give Carmen this mic right now. Yeah, she's she's about to go I'll off. You. <laughs> but but it's it's almost it is imperative that I mention this because I am intentional about not wanting to do that. Mm-hmm. But I do not see that as any less or any better than spending too much time on a video game. So, 
it's not about at the end of the day, it's not about the game. No, it's about just what takes time away from precisely, what is important. Precisely. And, you know, thankfully, thankfully, I am trying to cut it back. I see the, the screen time on my phone. It's gone down? It. Yeah, it's gone down a lot. But um, it's not down to where I would like it to be because it was an issue. Like, for example, my babe, my baby would tell me, hey, listen, that's can you give me some time now? Mm-hmm. Something that, in my opinion, she shouldn't even have to ask me for. Right. I should be throwing my phone to the side as soon as I walk into those doors when I come back from work, which is something that I, I am trying to do. Even, you know, I put my phone where I cannot reach it at arm's distance, sit down when I'm eating, just talk to my wife. Yeah. And but even so, I found myself almost automatically reaching for my phone in the morning when I wake up. Yeah. Obviously, oh well the alarm. No, I check I check my TikTok, I check my Instagram, I check everything. Mm-hmm. And then now that you mentioned that it's it's a it's another thing that I read in my book that says um it's good to when you wake up in the morning at least spend ten minutes away from your phone. Like yeah, you're gonna turn off your alarm, but like don't go into the social media because it's kinda like it's kinda like imagine waking up in the morning and a million people walk into your room, just bust into your room. Nobody would like that. Bro, it's not normal. So then you wake up in the morning, you your head is not even where it needs to be yet. You haven't had breakfast, your breasts still stink, and you open up your phone. Oh, this so-and-so just has sex with so-and-so. So-and-so just seated on so-and-so. The world's economic state, shout out Jaden Smith. The world's economic <laughs> state is not where it needs to be. Bro, why does your mind need to be thinking about that at 5 in the morning, 6 in the morning? Exactly. And, and it's... I was talking to a friend in the gym the other day, and we were... He was like, bro, you grew on TikTok very quickly. And you're in a very small percentile of people that we know of that have this amount of attention. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what's crazy? That's true. It is not normal for any person. It has not been normal in any time during history for a single person to have six million eyes on them at any time. Mm-hmm. I have videos that have over seven million views. That means that there have been 14 million eyes on my face at one time interacting commenting my tiktok says at plus 99 at all times the yeah. notifications they don't stop and that does not fuel any positive things into my brain right it actually becomes addicting it be- and that's i'm a, i'm admitting to it that's kind of where i am right now and even us people that don't even have that amount of following but as soon as and we all do this as soon as you post a story on instagram or a post on instagram or a post whatever you're constant, at least for that good hour after you post it, you are constantly like every second refreshing. Who saw this story? Refreshing. Refreshing. Oh, I got six likes. Refresh eight now. Refresh ten. So we're constantly and we then we go see who was the one who liked it. And then it just next thing you know, an hour passes by. First you you didn't even get the amount of likes that you want to get, but like you just wasting your time just wanting to see or wanting that ex validation, I guess you could say, to know or you know, make it feel like you're somebody who's being watched, who's somebody who's being seen, who's receiving this attention. Exactly. And then you're giving yourself you're giving yourself a really bad release of dopamine. Yeah. Because again, that's where addictions are born. Mm-hmm. When you give yourself these unearned releases of dopamine, it's very hard to let go of that. Bro, I take my phone to the bathroom with me. Sit down. I'm done using the bathroom. Sit there for 30 minutes scrolling. And then my wife is like, are you done? Did you finish? Man, been done. And I'm like, yeah, like 10 minutes ago. Then like, what are you doing? You're going to give yourself a hernia. That's what's going on. Yeah. And I'm telling you, this is not normal. It, it, it has not been okay ever. And then I justify it. Oh, I'm just checking this. Oh, I'm just checking that. I, I, just, I just open it to check the weather app. And even there... I automatically swipe to social media. Yeah. It's almost like impulsive. It's hard now. Like, you know, 2023, like everything is there. And and I like literally everything, not even social media. Like what can't you do on your phone? Like you, you got bank accounts, you got everything. Yeah. Before you had to walk to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> before, before you, you had, had to, to walk or call or something. Yeah. And, but you know, what's crazy. I went to the park the other day. And you don't hear that every day. No, no. And I saw 
almost everybody with their head down in their phone. You are in nature and you're still tethered to your phone. And here's here's kind of where I want to talk about this a little bit. I'm going to expand because we've got time. I remember my mental health and my mental capabilities declined hand in hand simultaneously when I got a phone. And I say this all the time. I am very vocal about this. When I was in high school, I did not have a phone at all. Not even nothing. Nothing. I didn't have nothing. And it wasn't because it didn't have the opportunity to. Guys, I like I just want to say something real quick to really to, so you can understand this man. You know how I know this man? Like I like I know he didn't have a phone, but so you can understand and grasp how extreme it was this man to talk to people. He would log into his PS3 on, his, on Facebook. Log into the PlayStation 3 like Wi-Fi or like the network like the and he would log into Facebook on his PS3 to message people. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. You remember that? <laughs> to message people. That was back in what, 2013, 2014, something like that? Bro, I did not have a phone. <laughs> I was not interested because I had so much more going on. Yeah, that's true. I had a lot of good things going on, good habits, good mental health. Mm-hmm. I remember that before I had a phone, I was able to articulate sentences perfectly. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised I haven't stuttered on this part. I probably have. I'm going to go back and <laughs> probably have. But I could articulate sentences. I could think on the spot now when I'm talking to my wife, which she can attest to this. I'm saying something and I stop mid-sentence to take a long pause. What was I saying? Where was I going with this? Mm-hmm. Train of thought gone. It's gone. And I 100% blame that to my attention span being decimated by my phone. It's been shortened in- incredibly. Yeah. And and then I, I sometimes I wish, because honestly, it this is where I say that it is an addiction. Sometimes I wish I could just get rid of my phone. Yeah. Just get rid of it, not have anything go to back, do with it. Go back to a flip phone. Precisely. And you know what? You know why I say that this is an addiction? Because I have all the power in the world to get to rid of my it. phone. Mm-hmm. They sell smartphones that do not have social media on them. Yeah. The Palm phone, I think it's called. Nobody probably buys those. Probably. Well, maybe people do for work purposes. But what I'm saying is I can go ahead and get rid of it. But what are my excuses? Oh, I'm on TikTok. Oh, I got a post. Oh, People are on Instagram. I got to build my networking. Mm-hmm. Oh, Facebook. Many friends from years before. And I put every excuse except my mental health betterment. Yeah. So. And even your phone is good for that. But those are the apps we don't use. Exactly. And, and what I'm trying to. Exactly. Those are the apps that we don't do not use. I'm having a hard time articulating what I'm thinking right now. Like in real time, I just realized how bad my phone issue is. Yeah. And this is not to get anybody confused that this is, you know, everybody has their vice. Right. Whether you are a phone person, a video game person, even somebody who works too much, too much is too much. Too much is too much. No matter what it is. And like I said, it's all about prioritizing. So if you're somebody who's just, you love being out in nature and you like going to the gym and you feel like your gym time is just overlapping the time you spend with your wife and kids, then that is your vice. That is... Your phone. Yeah. And then, uh, you know what? I'm just going to give this story. I started a new job a few weeks ago. Yeah. Right? I'm a trucker, for those of you who do not know. I find old school truckers to be some of the most fascinating people ever. Like the OGs? Like the OGs. The guy who was training me, he was he has 37 years under his belt, legally. Kevin Hart voice. Damn. Damn. <laughs> he has 37 years on under his belt. I'm talking old school, going down the highway 70 miles an hour while lighting a cigarette at the same time, old school. That's tough. Like, he, this is this is a man, I'm That's telling you. Epitome of Bro, man. and listen, I don't I'm not advocating for smoking, no, but he no, made no. it look cool. I'm just <laughs> I'm just gonna say that, okay? But this this man smoking. Didn't dress maybe the best, whatever. He's working at the end of the day, whatever. But you can have conversations with that man for hours on end, and it would never get boring. Never. 
he would talk about anything. He would go on rants. He would talk about how trucking used to be back in the day, how he used to find his way around with an atlas. And then he refers to his GPS and his cell phone as the idiot box. He calls it the idiot box. He says, I refuse to let my mind be linked to that thing. He says, the only reason I have a smartphone right now, which is all busted up, he said, I want to change it. The only reason I have that is because 5G phones are the only ones that work now. They closed down all the other antennas, yeah. so I can't even use a flip phone. Yeah. So, and, but I was, again, talking to him for hours on end. We were drive for hours, and it felt like minutes. And I'm like, why are old people so cool? Why can we talk? Because they do not have their brains tethered to technology. Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. This man, he took a break from trucking. He started developing websites. He started working for people and started developing websites and landing pages and all these things and doing SEO and doing technological things. And he said, guess what? Those were the worst years of my life because I remember my mental health decline during that time. So I got back in the truck. Making more money anyway. The road is opening for me. I'm listening to the radio station. Bro, you know that yesterday I was driving back home and I was and I had the radio station on? And I felt free for a little bit. It felt like my soul was like free. Like I am I'm not linked to anything. What I'm gonna listen to whatever they put. Yeah. I'm they were talking about, you know, inventions that you wish you had that they don't make anymore, which is funny in its own way. But just to kind of wrap it up with this red flag. I can tell you right now, I was a better man, a happier man, a more cognitive man before I attached myself to technology. That is a red flag that I hope to eradicate. What's your next red flag, buddy? This is the third one for me? Yeah. Okay. And this is, this kind of might have been my number one, but whatever, we're not ranking them. Um... I am somebody who acts and is working on not being this way. Somebody who acts very nonchalant and like they don't care about nothing. Can you pinpoint anything that kind of... Bro, I literally do not care about nothing or did not care about nothing. Like, for real. You know how I was. Yeah, well, you're better now, actually. I really... And and something, and something that... Like, care comes along with love. And just like love is a choice... I feel like caring for something is also a choice. Yeah. And sometimes I'll be, and you know, I, like, I don't want to mention the whole video game thing again, but sometimes it'd be like. Bro, mention that. What? It'd be like, I'll be at home just playing my game and my girl would be like, oh, let's do this. Let's do that. And I'd be like, for what? Or even if I had the choice, like, oh, she like, oh, let's take a trip to this place. I'd just be like, okay. But at the same time, if we didn't go, I'd be okay with that as well. Yeah, it's like I've, I've like she wanted me to have that voice to kind of be like, but like, what do you care about? Like, do you care about going? Do you not care about not going? I'm like, I just shrug my shoulders and be like, I really like I'll be OK with whatever. Do you think that's a coping mechanism? I just think I just think I was so stuck in just playing my game that I didn't want to leave the house. That's how I attached I kind of was to it. OK, that I just not for for like for nothing in the world. I really just didn't want to leave the front of my screen. I wanted to spend time with her, but I wanted her to spend time with me, with her within my means. Now, but that's a different thing, though, because I understand that part, because there's times where I just want to watch a movie, even a movie that my wife doesn't want to watch. But I want her to be there with me. Men like that. Yeah. But like, I don't I don't want to get side. But the, but the, the red flag is you not I caring. I don't care. And I don't show that I care. That's that's what it's also thing. Cause Which is why I'm asking you, do you think that's a coping mechanism? I think it, I. Mm, Yes. Okay. I think it was because, wh like many of you know, you know, like Joan knows and his wife, I had a, like me and my relationship, like at first it was very rocky, very roller coastery. So I'm like, okay, I can't care about, I can't let things in my life dictate How my you emotions. Feel. Yeah. I can't allow somebody to have that much control over my emotions. So it's like, okay, you want to do this? You don't want to do that? Okay. I don't care. You don't want to do, like, and even if I did, and it, and it got to the point where, like, it's like a muscle. Like it got to the point where I was so just forced myself to not care about things so much to the point that I really, like I really became like somebody who just didn't care. It got to a point that I remember when my grandmother got sick 
my grandmother got sick and I really was questioning myself. Like, I kind of don't care. And that sounds so bad. That is And tough. I used to tell people that and be like, really? And I'd be like, like the fact that I even have to kind of like think overthink it. Like everybody cares about their grandmother. Right. hundred percent. Like that's by default. But for me to even think about it, like, do I really care about my grandmother? Because I don't feel like, I don't feel like I do. Cause if I did, I would call her more. I would check on her more. And maybe to give you uh, a bit of leeway there, when it comes to older people, like our grandparents. They just want to talk. What? They just want to talk. Like, like in the sense of like, it don't even got to be a full-blown conversation. Like, you just call and be like, hey, how are you? Exactly. But, but, but the thing is, they want to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you recognize that they are much more advanced in age so some of these things are natural to happen. Mm-hmm. And maybe because of that, it doesn't hit you as hard because you were kind of expecting it. You know, I understand that part. But there are other areas where you say that you don't care or maybe I'm not going to say you don't care. You are not as interested as you should be no, say or not care. even as involved exactly as you should be. Oh, fine. You don't care. Say I don't care. You don't care. Because that's how I took it. as Because... Myself. A certain time in your life, you cared a little bit too much. Yes. And then that translated into other people having any type of or having kind of dominion over the way that you felt. Mm -hmm. And as a man, I can absolutely resonate with that. I do not like when other people have power over how I feel. Exactly. I hate it when other people say something that triggers me. And, And I hate the word trigger, by the way. I don't like that word. Because, honestly, I am the one who's in charge of my emotions, who who dictates my emotions. But maybe you feel like you took it a step too far to the point where not even you yourself can trigger any emotions in you. Yeah, literally. Like, like, I was literally the Terminator, but in a sense of, like, emotional. Like, nothing, nothing was phasing me. Nothing was phasing me. And people would look at it like it was a positive thing. And mostly men. Because, you know, we're not as emotional as women, but, like, what we are, we just don't show it. But, mo- like, the guys will look at me and be like, the world could be falling apart right now, and you would just, you're chilling. And I'm like... Right. And it was like, they made it sound like it was this cool thing, but deep down, it's kind of like a little more than, like, it was a problem. It was an issue because it's like, I really don't care. You know, I feel like, to a certain degree, if you boil it down, that can be considered pride. Because... Again, I feel like any barriers that we build to a certain extent are prideful to protect ourselves. Yeah. Because, again, we don't want other people being in, in, in control of our of us, mm-hmm. which I 100% back that. I do not condone anybody being in charge of how you feel. However, I see how this can be a red flag because as men in marriages, certain things do require our emotional presence. Certain things do require our our intentionality when it comes to certain things. You know what that leads to then? What? That leads to... Wow, I literally just had it. I forgot what I was going to say. We'll get back to it. I'm going to repeat it. Maybe you'll remember. Uh, well, did I forget what I just said too? See, the, again, the, the cell phones, bro. I'm telling My you, these, these cell phones. No, basically I'm saying you are supposed to, as a man... Oh, I remember. You there you go. <laughs> It basically leads, and you also don't let that person in. Yeah, the one person you're supposed to let. The one person, in. And, and and nobody, you don't let nobody. And I remember I was going through a rough patch in my life, and I was, I was speaking to my sister about it, and she's like, "You just look fine. Like you always seem like such a person. You're so closed in. Like like my own family was telling me this. My own family, and she's like, I don't know. I like I don't know if you were good or bad because you just you never talk to anybody. You never open about anything, mm-hmm. and you just there and you give your opinion on certain things, very strong opinions. But like nobody knows really what's going on with you, and that's a problem because if we are trying to be transparent here, this is again for the men listening to us, and even ladies, if you're listening to this, you might identify yourself with this too. Marriages thrive when there is openness. When there's sensibility, when the emotions are laid out on the table, let's talk about this. Honesty, trans, you know, transparency, communication. Like, yeah, like Ma- Michael Todd says, hot, open, honest, and transparent. Hot. But hot. Uh, I digress there. Uh, when we 
go through life thinking that we do not need anyone's input on how we feel, that we do not need anyone's input on our emotional well-being, we will die alone and we will die unhappily. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's one of those things that is in the long term, it's really going to... It's going to hurt you. Because I know people right now who are, they're with somebody, but they're going through a, a time where they want to vent and talk to somebody and they literally have nobody. They have no one to talk to. I've... To a certain point, I was that person a few years ago. Like, before I got married, there was a time in my life where I did not want to hear any good advice. Mm-hmm. I have a good friend who I unintentionally cut off for a little bit, a few weeks. Because I knew that anything he told me was going to be for my good. And I wasn't trying to hear that. I wasn't trying to give anybody access to what I'm going through, mm-hmm. to my inner self. Because sometimes we just want to wild out. Like we, we do. We don't want voice of reasoning. We just want to wild out. Exactly. Just like just like we avoid good counsel, mm-hmm. because the Bible talks about good counsel, good counsel, which is basically good advice, wise people. As much as we want to avoid it, we recognize that we need it. Mm-hmm. Because it doesn't matter how much we want to wild out or how much we are wilding out. We see people who got their things together and we always say, damn, I, wish that, was I wish that was me. Or I wish I could be like that. Exactly. Isn't that interesting, though? Yeah. How we can we can be very hypocritical mm-hmm. with how we act. We want to, you know, I'm doing me. It's always that hashtag, I'm doing me. Women do, yo, mm-hmm. different. I'm going to have Carmen on the podcast for that one. Different she, day, different day. A different day. But whatever. I'm doing me, whatever, blah, 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 this, this, and that. And then you... The Instagram stories, mm-hmm. oh, always in a bar dancing, whatever. Not that that's you know, do what you want. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. Hot girl summer. Go ahead. Exactly. Do do what you're gonna do. I hope it's not at the expense of a bad financial. You know, you, you're not gonna put yourself in a bad financial situation yeah. or get an STD. Well, Sorry to be extreme. Well, it can't. It, the extremes exist. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to say. They go there. But what I'm trying to say is, a lot of the times I'm gonna talk about myself. Walling out, doing whatever, eating whenever I want to eat. Let's just talk about fitness for a second. Oh, I'm eating. I'm here for a good time, not a long time, as my brother says all the time. Bro, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Why can't we be here for both? Right. That's one. But then you see people with six-packs, abs, they're fit, they do not get out of breath going up the stairs, they eat healthily, and they like it, and then you go, I wish that was me. Mm Mm-hmm. And we are very hypocritical. Okay, either you do what you want to do or you do what you have to do. Yeah. And then bringing it all back, you know, full circle, when we become a little bit too nonchalant about things, both of those things are irrelevant. Mm-hmm. You don't do what you want because at the end of the day, you let yourself, you got too much into your head. So now you're just living in the motions in waves like, to, how did I wake up feeling today? I huh? guess this is the feeling for today. Mm-hmm. And you do not do things that are good for you either. You do nothing to gotta try to get out of that, that, that you know, that, that rut. That rut. Bro, complacency is a, it's a toxic thing for men. Mm-hmm. Men who are complacent in their situation, I don't care how good you have it, bro. Yes, be content. Be happy. Be joyful. But don't be complacent. Yeah, and don't feed it like, oh, I woke up, it's rainy outside. Let me turn on the weekend. I'm on, now, I'm, now I'm even sadder than when I woke up. Oh, my God. Because we love feeding the sadness. I don't know why. I don't know why people like, and I don't want to get too much into this, maybe a different topic, different day. People love being depressed nowadays. Like, it's a trend to be sad. And we're not talking just, you know, like I can hear the people typing now. We're not talking about actual clinical depression yeah, we're, not talking we're, about we're not talking about because maybe you can talk to us about that another day oscar yeah. but we're not talking about actual you know diagnosis we're not yeah. talking about people who go through actual things we're talking about people who just like to feel sad yeah they like to feel sad like oh let me put we're dominican bachata yeah and you know out of nowhere you're just hating you out here missing somebody you never had exactly all because you decided to put yourself in that rut and feed that exactly how are you going through relationship problems and you're single you you put yourself through that. Make it make sense. It doesn't make any sense. But, but and then you post it on social media because you want everybody else to know your side as well. But yeah, but going back to what you're saying, in that sense, being depressed is trendy. It is, and people do that to themselves, mm-hmm. and that in itself can be a red flag. 
Listen, I always try my best to be a positive person. I always try my best. Doesn't always happen. But for for those people which I talked about this a couple days ago, oh, nobody hits up me hits me up. Mm-hmm. Nobody calls me. If I stop calling, nobody's going to Yeah, because you're miserable to be around, man. Yeah. You're not a good you're not fun. You suck the energy out of everyone when they're around you. Yeah. And it, it's not trendy and you know what? Even that can be a form of being a little bit too nonchalant about things. Uh, well, things are where they, they were going to be. Oh, well, yeah, this. I think I was just meant to be sad forever. Eeyore. That's who you are. That's who you are. Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, the, the donkey. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it's, it's time for my last red flag. And in terms of that, like, uh, just guys, men, it's okay to smile. It's okay to be happy. It's okay to care about things. It is. Like, you're not any less tough. Like, I know dudes th- that in jail that, you know, they care about things. They care about either their kids, their mom, or their girlfriend. They got back home. Like, it's all right to care. Don't be this dry, stone-cold person thinking you're the main character in, in, in a in a horror film. Yeah. It's okay to care, guys. It is. And you know what? If you're single... The right woman will find that attractive. Yeah. Because there you know these there's these women that want all oh, this tough, no emotions. Like at the end of the day, that is uh that is an unhealthy way of saying that you want someone to protect you. Women love those anime characters that just got that serious face on Bro, listen. That they talk like this. I've thought I've thought about it. Why are there some women who want this emotionless man? This rock. He's so mysterious. <laughs> yeah, he's mysteriously cheating on you. Anyway, hey, but yo. but why do women want these men, or not many women that I've met? This just rock. He's he's reserved. He doesn't talk. He has no emotions. You know what it is? In my opinion, again, that is an unhealthy way of saying that you want to feel safe. Yeah. That you want to feel protected. And you know that this man, if he really does love you, he was going to protect you against anyone else who can come into your life and try to do any damage. And not even physically. Like, you know, there's men- emotional protection as well. Exactly. It's not about, you know, a guy comes and hits you and he's going to fight back. No, it's about just, oh, you lost your job. All right. It's all right. But We're exactly. Here. And but then those men are the epitome of what it means to be a careless, nonchalant person. Mm. How does that translate when you want to talk about your day and you want some emotion from somebody yeah. and they're like, mm, that's crazy. Just deal with it. I deal with it. Yeah. And they always try to, this is one of my problems. Yeah, mine too. Which is actually. I already know what you're going to say before you even say it. That's my next red flag. You know, let's just get into it. Fine. I always want to be a problem solver. Yep. Always. I think I am hot take. I think a hundred percent of us men want to be problem solvers. You know what it is? I feel like many of us go into it with analytical mindsets, with logical mindsets. Oh, you had a fight with this person at work with this coworker, or you got you bumped heads. Well, maybe next time, like, babe, shut up. I'm not. I don't want you to tell me what to do. Yeah. I want you to listen to what happened. Yeah. And then, bro, when I at the, at the beginning of my marriage, that was a really big issue for me, yeah. because I always wanted to be the person that. Solved. Fixed yeah, everything. Fixed I wanted everything. to be Mr. Handyman, Mr. Fix It All. Yeah. I wanted to be the guy that said, you know what? Might mess around and mess, make it worse. Exactly. Exactly. Might mess around and make it worse. Or even if I made it better, that's not what she asked for. Yeah. Because to, cer- to a certain degree, I started to ask myself, what is the point of this? What is the point of this? Am I doubting my wife's ability to resolve things herself, because I'm pretty sure that she had all the possibility, all the ability to to say, yeah. to, you know, she's mature enough to find a solution in things. Mm-hmm. She ha- she just had a bad day. She wants to talk about her bad day. Yeah. But then I always want to be Mister Fix It All, Mister, because again, I don't want to see my wife having a bad day. Yeah. If and and I come in from the perspective, maybe I am seeing something that you're not seeing, but at the end of the day, I'm not supposed to be fixing everything yeah. and and you know it, it extends even beyond my marriage i like to be helpful to other people i like to be there i like to you know hey maybe this this and that is bro 
Just just listen to me. Because many times I've been on the other end of that where I don't want any solutions. Mm-hmm. I just want to talk about things. Yeah. And as I'm talking about them, I find the solution to what I'm trying to get to. Yeah. Or I just realize, hmm, I was walling. I was tripping. But it's it's better for a person to come to that conclusion on their own than it is for you to say, bro, you're walling. You're tripping. Because they might not take that how you want them to take it. Exactly. So those are our red flags for for now. For now. There's more, but you know. There's probably more. We and just wanted you we just wanted to share this with you guys so you guys know that we not like I said, we're not perfect. Like we want you guys to resonate with us and to, you know, hear this and be like, Oh, I know what that's like. Exactly. I know what it's like to deal with somebody like that. You know? And at the end of the day, being being vulnerable in front of what I hope to be someday millions of people in this audience, being vulnerable is not a bad thing. Being vulnerable just shows that you acknowledge your humanity. Mm-hmm. I'm acknowledging my humanity. I acknowledge my imperfections. Same. And the reason for this is also so that you can understand your marriage does not need you to be perfect. Your singleness does not require you to be perfect. You as an individual are not required to be perfect. What you should do is acknowledge those imperfections and improve on that day by day. Exactly. 1%. 1% every day. That's all it takes. All it takes is what? What's the saying? Like 30 days to create a habit? Yeah, 20 days to create a habit. Something like that. Or to break it. I'm but, not. I'm not sure. But, you know, just all those red flags, you know, you're not gonna get. We're not gonna get rid of red flags altogether. There's nobody out here that has zero red flags, but it's about just how you manage it, exactly it's about how you handle them, and not letting them overcome your life and identify. Like, don't let your red flags be your identity. Yeah, do, exactly. Do not let that be what defines who you are. Let it be part of you, your humanity. Acknowledge it, and even love that about yourself. Yeah, but don't foster it. Give it its space, but grow out of those things. Like Paul said, I'm going to end this with a Bible verse. If you're not Christian, you can apply this to yourself. When I was a kid, I thought like a kid. When I was a child, I thought like a child. But now that I'm a man, I think and act like a man. Mm -hmm. And that is where we're driving this. We're trying to be adults. We're trying to be responsible. But we're trying to be responsible in a realistic sense. We don't want you to think that, well, well, they got everything together. No, we don't. <laughs> I promise you we do not have everything we together. We really just learning as as we go and just really enjoying the good and the bad of life and just learning from everyday experiences. Yeah, we're just enjoying the journey. But that was the journey for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Again, my name is Johan. My name is Oscar and I hope you we hope you guys we hope you guys got real uncomfortable yeah. with us today. Stay uncomfortable.